0: Yes, cool, 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 yes, cool.
1: Feels lighter like than a
2: Audioactive, Paula Chocolate is the name of the new CD, Audioactive, and Adrian Sherwood, who will be in San Francisco, coming up this Friday at the Maritime Hall, and uh, live from Seattle. Are you out there?
3: I'm out there completely.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully you're not way out there.
3: No, not, not, too, not out of control <laughs> completely. <laughs>
2: That is the voice of Adrian Sherwood.
3: Good evening, Step.
2: Good evening to you. How are you doing?
3: I'm doing very well, thank you. Looking forward to coming back. I haven't been to um, San Francisco for almost, I think, uh, about ten years there now. There you
2: go. Ten years almost. It's mad, isn't it? Yes, it is. You've no, been no. away far too long. But I'm,
3: I'm looking forward to seeing like uh, a lot of old friends and hopefully making a few new ones and um having a, a good laugh on uh, on Friday, we were audioactive are actually a superb you know band they're really like um, i think a unique commodity
2: well, um, I wanted you to talk a little bit about that because they're somewhat different than uh, some of the other people you've worked with over the years who are based mostly in in england right
3: well, well basically, I think over the years i've worked under the pre- under the thing like the traditions of the uh, great American and Jamaican studios, like you know, from Watt Stacks or uh, Channel One or something, working with like seasoned uh, professional musicians, you know, like a, as a rhythm section, mm-hmm. um, and either putting vocalists or turning the records into like mad noi- noise albums and stuff. With audio actors, they're a proper little band. And
2: um, but they're based out of Tokyo. How did you meet them?
3: I met them basically my friend who looks after our things in uh, in um, Tokyo. He's done all the like the big rap acts, everything from Public Enemy to N.W.A. or whatever. Mm-hmm. He also did <coughs> for us all the on you shows, the first Lee Perry um, dub syndicate and everything in um, in Tokyo. One of the lads who, who runs his office said, oh, "I've got my band," and he played as a tape, and I was just blown away by it. And uh, and. That their influence is basically everything from kind of um, George Clinton, Captain B-Fart, Lee Perry and all new stuff. And um, you know, they're, they're also checking a lot of new things that are going on, so that the sound about was quite modern and everything. So.
2: And they've done, uh, they done an EP before you did the, the first album with them, right?
3: They've done a couple of things. I mean, they've done. A co- they did a collaboration with Laraji for for Reno's, right? Which is well. what
2: we're listening to in the background there.
3: And um, they, they've done a couple of remixes since as well. So I think they can work quite independently of me as well. They're, they're, they're a good little unit.
2: Mm-hmm. And are there four of them playing on the stage? There's five of them. There are five of them. Because yeah. there's three main ones on the records normally. So. Yeah. The the,
3: the the main The main core of the group is. Um, Nanao, Care and Massa. But um, they've, they've got uh, an additional bass player and guitarist as well who have become a core of the group.
2: Right. And um, how do you work with them live? Explain to people, especially people who've never seen you working live with bands. Well,
3: basically, I think most producers who, who make records tend to stay in a studio. For me, it's I've been very fortunate, it's travelled me around the world. And. Um, I try it when I'm working on a, um, a live show to use the techniques that I like use in the studio, which is adding delays, um, reverbs, phases, and um, basically bending the EQ of the whole sound and panning the stereo. I making an exciting kind of live live mix. With audio active, they provide me with a perfect way of doing that. And um, you know, my, my, my intention is to make it what, what what the band's doing sounded very exciting so i'm almost like an additional member of the band
0: right
2: like an additional yeah. factor and how much of it is improvised and how much of it do you really work hard on with the band because i would think it would for most people anyway it would be kind of scary to do something like that live and you know there's that unknown factor that falls into it which is also exciting of course but
3: well, f- well how things have gone in the past if it was like live players a tradition of having like a live drum bass and guitar that, that, that there's that the limits on it, you have to be accurate and use shorter delays or long ones where you just spin maybe a voice. Right. Nowadays, everybody's working digitally. Audio actors are, um, are playing live, but they're also playing using digital information. So, if a track's got a BPM on it, I can um, do quite complicated delay effects um, not knowing what the BPM of the track is, almost like a DJ would on a, you know, when they're mixing records
0: Right.
3: but I'm applying it in a much more uh, I suppose you could say radical way because I'm using two or three delays all fed back on each other that are working off the BPM that the band's playing. I know it sounds very technically and anal and boring but... Um,
2: well if they've ever seen it live I think they, they'll agree that it's not. <laughs> no,
3: it's, ba- it's basically quite exciting but it's like a studio technique which is b- boring to talk about but if you hear it, it makes quite good, you know, good sense.
2: And it really t- so bounces off the walls. And yeah, you can
3: make the you can make the the impression that the sounds coming from above your head, below your feet, and um, around your ears. And that's the kind of they're, called, they're not called audioactive for nothing. And my part is to kind of spice up what they're doing.
2: Exactly. Is it at all similar for just the benefit of people who did see you attack it here in '88? Is it in any way similar to what you did with them?
3: Well, I think with Tackett, it was basically a funk-based um, set. With with these boys, it's um, it's going from like paying homage to the the traditions of like King Tubby or something, right across to to um, modern drum and bass stuff. I'm I'm still applying the same techniques as I've always done for, for my part. I'm just working with a different musical um, formula, basically.
2: Exactly. And again, for uh, those of you just tuning in, we're talking about the Audioactive Adrian Sherwood Show coming up this Friday night at uh, Maritime Hall, one night only, so there, check it.
3: Give us a good vibe.
2: Quite good. Um, we should um, play maybe another track that you did and, uh, with them and maybe come back and talk some more. I'd like to talk to you more about some of the other stuff that's going to be going on there and uh, more yeah. about the label as well this is a uh, talk a little bit about this track actually this is one that's we've played quite a bit and people i know in europe of course have played quite a bit is the freedom marijuana track that they did on uh, tokyo space cowboys how did this track come about
3: oh, i think we did this what four years ago it was the first thing we one of the first things we did together um when 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 audio actually presented me with the original tapes that they're, they're like a rough version of this they, they happened to meet bim sherman and Bim really liked the idea, and we, we basically wrote it in about five minutes. And um, I think it's the, the result of the first, the very first recording we did actually free the marijuana.
2: And where did you record this? Was it in Tokyo? Yeah, the or was the, it in the original
3: rhythm track was done in in um, Tokyo. Bim voiced it at our studio in London in a, in about five and a half minutes, <laughs> and um, we mixed it straight after that.
2: It definitely actually, a has a
3: it actually was like quite a successful tune in australia
2: and right. uh in europe <laughs> i heard as well
3: So? no it's done well you know it's like got a little bit of nod everywhere we never actually um had a huge success in any one market but i think australia it went like kind of into the charts lower regions of the charts this track
2: this is the track from tokyo space cowboys, tokyo space
3: cowboys. <laughs>
1: Oh will right.
2: favorite there it's one of the ones that uh, we get asked about freedom marijuana from Audioactive. we are audio active Tokyo Space Cowboys and they will be playing along with Adrian Sherwood coming up this Friday and uh, that's going to be in the lower ballroom of the Maritime Hall in San Francisco and uh, from Seattle we have Adrian Sherwood on the line hi Seth hello there. Um, in addition to you playing and mixing live you're also going to be DJing at the show and I wanted you to tell people a little bit about what sorts of tracks you're going to bring with yourself and uh, how you're going to be mixing them. And
3: well, Basically I'm going to be playing some um, a, a bit of some classic old reggae stuff that people uh, might have heard but maybe haven't. Some kind of quite rare jazzbo King Tubby stuff and um, few other bits and pieces and I'll also be playing a load of uh, unreleased dub syndicate stuff different versions and um, some old on you that I'll be able to like dub up a bit live yeah don't boring but
2: (laughs) 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 well actually I don't I don't remember you doing that last time here I mean there were tapes and everything but it wasn't like
3: that uh, there was no emphasis on reggae at all this one's gonna be if I'm DJing a bit Audio active. I know that sounds like a reggae track that was playing just now, but they're not a reggae band at all. Mm-hmm. And um, it just worries me a little bit because of the connection with me that people think that they're maybe um, like oh, uh, you know, a weird, freaky little Japanese band, which of course they are. But they are. <laughs> I don't want to um, see people think they're like a reggae band solely. They're, they're, it's very dubby in the bottom end, but there's a lot more dimensions to audioactive than that, which people find out when they see them. A lot more noise and. Yeah, I, th- I, think, and I think actually they're, they're much better on uh, a live situation, they're on record. We haven't actually managed to um, quite get them right yet, but that's been a development stage. But back to my DJing, which you asked me about, I'll be um, I'll be spinning a lot of kind of unreleased stuff and a lot of old things. And, mm-hmm. um,
2: and for people who don't know. I'll be
3: doing the reggae on, on, on my side.
2: Right, exactly, and then they'll come on, so they'll come on after afterwards? Um,
3: well, I'll do a bit before and a bit afterwards, I think. Right. What, whatever's, um,
2: and you know. this all starts at 9 p.m. on on the 12th here. Tell, uh, to- Hopefully
3: you'll be DJing as well. So.
2: <laughs> well, well, we'll see about that. <laughs> I don't want to follow you, Adrian, you know, that's that's like suicide. No, it's not. <laughs> um, Talk a little bit about just um, history of On You, just for people who might have heard, might not know, a, a lot. Well, um, I
3: basically started On You when I was about um, when I was a very young person, about <laughs> twenty or something. <laughs> it's and, about um,
2: seventeen years now, right?
3: Yeah, and mm-hmm. the, the 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 intention was was to um, I'd, I'd done a lot of touring prior to, to the starting of it with Croatian rebel and Prince Farai and also Prince Hammer and Bim Sherman, who, who had come over from Jamaica. And I found it very frustrating that we were, you know, filling up venues but not really selling a lot of records. So I decided after that that what, what I'd do is like have a few different names and try and create different, um, I suppose you'd call it projects, but it's, it's a bit weak, weaker word, and try just to basically keep us alive
2: so you and, basically uh, had a stable of people that you worked with in the yeah, studio. Yeah, and I'd,
3: I'd also luckily met like the likes of people from public image, the Slits and all sorts of people from a different background to what i had been um, used to working on. And we created little projects that were an extra interest for them away from what, you know, their main band, but was, um, you know, the main interest for me. And at one stage, you know, we had a very, very healthy um, set up where there are all these like different people who perhaps should have even been in the same room together making records that you know I, I, th- I think we hit on some you know very interesting things even if we might maybe failed in the overall thing the um
2: now I think that your lab- I think you're being overly modest here because your label is obviously extremely influential I mean most people who know and love music especially dub, know about On Sound so in what way do you think it's failed?
3: I wouldn't say failed. It's just I, th- I think the spirit we had was, was came out of the kind of the rough trade. I don't know if you're familiar with it, it was like a kind of record shop distribution company that was like um, you almost felt you were fighting against the corporate, um, you know, big record company mentality. Right. And like um, the little guy could win. And we came from that school. And I, I wouldn't say we failed, but I think that the the spirit and the ideologies got lost a little bit. As the um, as the decade, the 80s, you know, um, came to an end. And if you look at how things are now, it's all back to like you know, put your records on consignment and um, you know, play the. You find young musicians now are thinking bu- they've got business heads on as much as they have uh, musical heads. When tough. we when we were trying what, what what I believed at the time when we were starting was we were like it was us against the world kind of thing, you know. I think now a lot of people think they're almost playing like a business career or or it's almost like being at college or something when they enter the music um, arena now.
2: Do you think it's as difficult in Europe and the UK as it is in the States?
3: I think it's all the same, basically. I mean, I I don't think we fail, but I think we fail to live up to what the values, um, perhaps, that we started out with. I don't mean that negatively. I think a lot of people... You can get worn down just by the the outside um, temptations and and the things i think it 's the same in America just as it is everywhere else here it 's probably a little bit more cold that's the, you know the, the reality is a bit colder because mm-hmm. of the size of the country
2: it is a it 's almost like a, a, coat, a continent more than a country <laughs> 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 what uh, i know you you talked in interviews um, about shutting the label a couple of times, which, you know, obviously a lot of people are very glad that you never did, but what kept you going, you think, when things were getting really difficult?
3: I didn't have any other options. <laughs> I think really I had no choice left um, but to stick at it, you know, so I'll be quite honest, if I'd had a, an escape route at times because of the problems I had, I'd have, I'd have probably jumped through that window of opportunity, you know, I but think it was just sh- shit you know, sheer determination keeps you going. And also the fact that if you don't know another route, and that's what you've um, grown up with, you, you, you tend to like, just have to fight for survival. Right. And that's what happened. I don't mean that like, you know, grandly, but I think if I'd had been if I'd had another opportunity, I'd have maybe bottled things out a bit.
2: You've also, and maybe a, lo- a lot of people know you this way, you've done quite a bit of remix work for people over the years. Are there any favorites as a people, because uh, I know you've talked about it and I think for most people who've heard the, that work, it's it's quite separate usually from uh, your own work with On You.
3: I think basically th- this last year has been, I've not made a record for myself for a year now, and I've spent this last year doing um, a lot of production and remixing. I think I- I've actually thoroughly enjoyed doing it this year, but I think the last thing I did, the, the echo deck, I was... I- with Primal Scream, I'm, I'm very satisfied with.
2: And that's it's one available that's available
3: as an import. In
2: right, it's it's available as an import. Hopefully, it will come out as a domestic. And Hopefully, uh, yeah. That Th- is.
3: That's, that's, that's the most satisfactory one. It's the last one I did.
2: And That's very new one. It's a yeah. uh, basically. Is it is it at all related? It's not really much related to the new Primal Scream. It's derived
3: from that, but it's, it's right. a drastic departure. I, I'm, you know, I'm very very proud of that. I'm not saying that lightly. I think Echo is a really good. Um, one of the best things I've done on the remix front ever.
2: And uh, was Primal Scream really involved in that, or did they pretty much leave you alone? No, I I asked
3: them to come along, actually, I mean, I know they're not too popular in America, but they're, they're, uh, I I think they're a really good group, and and they're they're a really good bunch of um, people as well. And um, I said I I wanted them to be there along, so the the kind of driving force of the band, which is, Innis, Bobby Gillespie, and Duffy were there virtually, you know, every, you know, all the time for the whole uh, making of that record.
2: That's excellent. Did you, do you ever think about maybe touring with them in terms of doing, uh, doing what you're doing with audio I did, I did. I
3: started the Primal Scream tour. I did all the TV shows for them, doing the live mixing, which, which mm-hmm. worked out really well in England. And I started the tour with them um, in England, but I couldn't actually commit to doing the whole tour because I had other things. Um, with with my family and other things to do, so I I, I couldn't actually do a whole tour with them.
2: And are there being any away
3: for like two or three months? You go back right. and you find you you've got more problems, that, you know, than you had when you left.
2: <laughs> are Are you thinking at all about doing something similar with them in the States? Is that a possibility? No, I wouldn't
3: do it. I mean, it, I I might come along for two or three shows, but I wouldn't mix them because um, I'd be breaking up the the unit that I put together, I'd, I'd probably come along, you know, just to, to maybe do a little bit of DJing or um, hang out with them. I, I think a lot of them, they're really good, good people.
2: That's great. Um, I wanted to also ask you, I know we should actually mention, this is KPFA, KPFB KFC KFCF Fresno, 94.1 FM. And uh, this program is Freeform Music Mix and online is Adrian Sherwood who will be performing with Audioactive coming up this Friday at Maritime. You mentioned that uh, you hadn't really cut any records for On You within this uh, this past year. What uh, what do you have coming up next year? What are your plans and your hopes for the label?
3: Um, I think again next year I'm going to have a very quiet year with, with On You on the On You front as far as new production is concerned. I've got a current remix project being done with um, an artist called Professor Stretch, who's a drum and bass artist in England, I think is absolutely stunningly talented He's doing a collaboration with African Headcharts called Drums of Defiance for me which is working the back catalogue and there's a Doug Wimbish album that I've been working on for a last um, quite a long period that will be surfacing um, and apart from that there will be a lot of the back catalogue, things like Tunes from the Missing Channel by Dub Syndicate. Um, all the 10-inch singles are coming coming out on, sit- on mid price CDs. But apart from that, w- when I do start um, doing something again for myself, I'll probably start doing things like Too Bad Card, which are quite obscure, but we'll, we'll need a bit of promotion to introduce them to um, America as much as Europe. Mm-hmm. But that'll be probably a year, you know, well, 10 months from now before I do anything like that. So at and- the moment, I'm probably going to spend next year doing um, a couple of other things for um, bigger record labels to keep myself afloat and when i come back doing all new things i want it to be for the right reasons not trying to make records to um you know because i have to
2: exactly we should mention uh, i did play the weed specialist track and that you can find on new label cd called hustling ability if you can find it in, in, in the Bay Area, shouldn't be so hard to find the oh, no. Too bad card. And uh, we do have a couple of pairs of tickets to give away here for the show. So I wanted to ask you if you had a question you wanted to ask people out there, they get the correct answer. Um,
3: um, well, I made a couple of albums with Lee, Pe- Lee Scratch Perry, which I was uh, very proud of, with Dub Syndicate. I guess if somebody could name. Um, One of
2: those albums one of those albums yeah if you can name them the tickets are yours for this friday see they're calling right now probably no all these all these fanatics out there 510-848-4425 is the number name one of the lee perry adrian sherwood productions that's the question this is one of my favorite tracks of yours that you mixed African head charge on the freeform music mix Thank you Thank you I have one pair of tickets left and the question is name one of the two productions by Adrian Sherwood featuring Lee Perry 510-848-4425 (laughs)
0: We'll <laughs> of the Let's go, let
2: adrian sherwood once again for doing the interview with us don't forget the show with audio active is this friday coming up at the maritime hall the lower ballroom and maritime hall is an all ages venue uh doors open at eight show starts at nine at 450 harrison street near first street in san francisco and uh, we do have the winners thank you for calling though the answers were from my secret laboratory and time boom x the devil dead